The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me as always is Chris Bizignano, the beat writer of the Giant Insider. And Chris, a little uh, congratulations for you, buddy. You were on uh, Patty Trainer's Locked On podcast. And for those of you who know Patty Trainer, who follow her, uh, she's very engaged with her Twitter followers. She's been doing this for about 20 years as far as covering the Giants. One of the best in the business. And... Um, she invited Chris on her podcast, and she told me that there were 3,500 downloads in the first night. So, Chris, uh, congratulations, buddy. A little, little time to glow. I mean, you got the Red Sox. You got Patty Trainer's podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was nice. Very, very, uh, very nice of Patty to, to bring me on. Um, you know, a lot of respect for her. Uh, I know you do, too, Jerry. Um, she's been around a while. I think since 2000, covering the Giants, and um, well-respected writer. And it was a pleasure to be on her show. Uh, yeah, she, uh, she, actually, she actually time. asked me if you could come on, which I thought was both awesome and ridiculous. Like, yeah, I mean, yes, <laughs> of course he could go on. Are you kidding me? So uh, I thought that was very nice of her. Uh, totally unnecessary. And uh, she invited me on next week, buddy. So we'll see how those downloads go. Not that I'm competing, <laughs> but uh, would like to see what I bring to the table. But, um, you know, congrats to you and, and a nice job by Patty. Again, she's... Uh, I think she's what at Patty Trainer on, on Twitter and uh, yeah at Patty Trainer yeah and her, locked on podcast. Yeah, her podcast is locked on Giants so <clears throat> good uh, good for you guys and good for her so yeah it was a good time good time so tonight I want to discuss the the, the Jerry Reese Mark Ross error that's not my that's not a Queens accent not era error e r r o r um, right and then we'll get into the job that uh, Hal Hunter's doing and you wanted to go into that. And then we'll make our weekly picks. But before we do that, I, I was listening to the fan before. And Francesa, I admit I, I'm, I'm a Francesa fan. I, I listen to him. Not every day, but I'll right. turn, if I'm in the car, I'll turn him on. And a lot of it's because he's just on the air. He was, he's been on the air for years. But also, to be honest, he's, he's more fair to the Giants than a lot of guys on that station. And, and for all of his faults, he is fair to the Giants. But, man, he said something around quarter after six that I thought was ridiculous. Someone called up and uh, wanted to talk about Dr. Z, Paul Zimmerman, who passed away. He was a ridiculous, awesome sports writer for Sports Illustrated. And, and when I got into him, it was when I was older, I used to love his uh, power rankings on Wednesdays on, on SportsIllustrated.com. So that's kind of where I knew him. And then as I look back at my old Sports Illustrated, I'm like, oh, yeah, Paul Zimmerman, that's the same guy. But he wanted to call up and talk about him passing away. And Francesca says, oh, I wasn't aware he, he passed away. And <laughs> then he proceeded to say, yeah, we were very close. I knew him very, very well. <laughs> and, and I just thought... God forbid Chris Bisignano passed away, or I did. Like, you'd know within an hour, right? I, I don't know. I just... Yeah, it's just typical Mike, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what else can you say to that? Like, oh, Mike, you, you outdo yeah. yourselves. You outdo yourself every single yeah. time, um, every day with something new. Yeah. Um, and and one, of the, one of the great Twitter accounts that not, not trolls him, but does bring up some of his inconsistencies is at back after this, and I, we follow it. <laughs> and this guy posts videos of him every day, seemingly saying things like that, so... Anyway, um, I wanted to discuss the, 
the Jerry Reese, Mark Ross <laughs> error, because quite frankly, I'm petty. And I've been that way since, uh, I don't know. I remember everybody who's wronged me since I was in kindergarten, for God's sake. And what Mark Ross did the other day, and, and we're not going to talk about it much after this podcast, but what Mark Ross did the other day, based on the number of times Chris said the word buffoon, um, <laughs> I think everyone can agree that it was disrespectful and disgusting. And again, we, we, we believe that, that Ross and Reese put the Giants in the position they're currently in. So he became... I think director of scouting in 2008. So after the 2007 draft and Chris, just real quick, let's comment on the 2007 draft. This was really before Ross assumed the role that he was in for what kind of made him famous. 2007 right. draft Reese added beautifully to what Accorsi gave him. Right. So Reese took over 2007 after 2006 season. Um, and in the, I'll go through one through seven and the first round, he added Aaron Ross solid corner 2000 and a second round. He added Steve Smith, third and Smith, mm -hmm. very good possession yep. receiver. Round three, Jay Alford. Didn't do much with the Giants, but had a huge sack in the Super Bowl. Round four, mm -hmm. Zach Diossi, great find, still on the team. Round five, Kevin Boss. Uh, if it wasn't for concussions, who knows? Maybe he'd still be playing. Round six, Adam Coates, swing and a miss there. But, I mean, we're already in round six, and he's kind of five for five so far. Then round seven, he hit Michael Johnson, a safety who actually played some for the Giants, and, and round seven, Ahmad Bradshaw. So that obviously was a A to an A plus draft for Jerry Reese. Um, yeah, that was probably his best draft. <laughs> I was oh. probably I'm looking through these draft picks. <clears throat> that was probably his best draft at 2007. Those guys actually contributed to the Super Bowl team too. Yeah, every almost every one of them. Even um, like like I said, Jay Alfred didn't do much, but who, who can forget the the sack of Brady in the final drive? So then 2008. Mm -hmm. Again, first three rounds, more than solid, right? Kenny Phillips, who was on his way to being a stud safety before he had that degenerative condition in his knee, who still had a decent career, but was really going on to be something special. Round one, round two, Terrell Thomas, I thought he was going to be a shutdown corner. A tours ACL in, a, in 2011 in a, a play. He shouldn't have been in the game at that point. Blitzing from the corner and hit Jason Pierre-Paul. Freakish accident. And he was still good, but he, you know, 2000. Nine and ten, he was very good. He was a very good corner. And then the third round, Mario Manningham made probably the second most famous catch uh, that any uh, giant player ever made. And here's where it goes, starts going off the rails a bit. Round four, Brian Keel, linebacker. Round five, Jonathan Goff, linebacker from Vanderbilt. Round six, Andre Woodson, quarterback. Weird pick. I mean, weird. Very weird. Quarterback for? Round seven, Robert Henderson. So he adds, adds one guy in the trenches. And then pretty much everyone else, our skill position, I don't know if you call linebacker skill position, but he added two smallish linebackers in Keel and Goff. So, I mean, 2008, again, round four starts to go off the rails a bit for, for uh, Reese and Ross. And this is where uh, Ross I, was more yeah. involved. I don't want to get picky either, Jerry, but no Pro Bowlers, except for Smith. I think Steve Smith did make it one year, right? Yeah, that's a good – well, Smith was, yeah, 2007. Yeah, uh, yeah, so the year before. Right, very good. That's a good point. Okay, I'm just saying, you know, I don't want to be picky. You know, some nice plays he drafted, but no Pro Bowlers, right? Except for Steve Smith turning into one, I think, a couple years later. Go ahead. Yep, so round nine, first round, Hakeem Nix. Can't argue with mm -hmm. that one. He was the most NFL-ready receiver, made a ton of yep. catches. Career cut short because of injuries. Round two, Clint Sintem, a 3-4 linebacker who we tried to make a defensive end. Round two, also Will Beatty. Well, not to go into that one much more. Round three, mm -hmm. Ramsey's Barden. Round three, Travis Beckham. Round four, Andre Brown, running back. Round five, Rhett Bomar, quarterback from Sam Houston State. Round six, DeAndre Wright, 
Defensive back, round seven, Stoney Woodson, defensive back. Any so comments on guy, that? Any comments on that one, Chris? <laughs> I mean, there's a draft right there, right? Yeah. Except for Knicks for a few years, nobody contributed. Yes, Beatty started games, but he was an average, you know, a mediocre tackle at best. Right. So, right. I mean, nobody in the trenches contributed. Um, all you have is Akeem Knicks on the outside, like I always say, right? This is what we talk about. He builds from the outside in, Reese, yep. right? He built from the outside in. Yep. Um. So, Knicks, that was it for that draft. One guy contributed, Knicks. Now, I, I, Other I, than was, that, I was going back to the 81 draft where they got Taylor. And I think it was 12 rounds back then. They got Taylor, and then they missed a lot. And then they got Billy Ard and, and Byron Hunt were mixed in there. And I, you can do that if you get a Lawrence Taylor type. I'm not, Hakeem Nix is not. I guess my, my point is there are drafts where you can hit on one guy and say that was a very good draft because we got an all-time great. But, you, you I mean, that's rare. Like, you can't do that with Hakeem Nix and then make the rest of them, not that he was trying to, but for the yeah. most part, the rest of those picks were throwaway picks. Did Knicks ever make the Pro Bowl, Jerry? You, you, you're better at this than me. Did he ever make a Pro Bowl? I don't know if he did. I don't think so. I'd have to look it up real quick. Um, All right. So, so so far, I have three drafts and one Pro Bowl, I think, one year or two years top Steve Smith. That's all I have so far. I don't think he did because his numbers were never that great. He ha- he was a very hmm. good receiver, but I don't think he ever made the Pro Bowl. Or if he did, it I was maybe think so as, like, as like an alternate or something. Yeah. So. Before we look it up, I just don't oh, – right off the top of my head, I don't think he believed – I don't believe he did either. No, he just, uh, I just looked it up. A Super Bowl champ. But needless to say, Jerry, two, two before time, we go further. No, no, he was two-time first-team All-ACC. <laughs> yeah, before we go any further, I mean, we could say this for sure. No offensive lineman pro bowlers. Not yeah. even close to even starting. I mean, BD started, but he was average. Right. So, 2010, Jason mm. Pierre-Paul, we all know he started off great, and then kind of fell off, and then had the accident. 2000, I'm sorry, second round, 2010, Linval Joseph. Very good pick. Too bad, didn't have the foresight to keep him. Round three, Chad Jones uh, got in a tragic car accident, never played. But, um, yeah, it would have been interesting to see what he could have done. Round four, Philip Dillard. Oh, the, the linebacker picks go on and on for Reese, man. Philip Dillard out of Nebraska. Round five, Mitch Petras, guard, Arkansas. Round six, Adrian Tracy, defensive end slash linebacker from William & Mary. Round seven, we all know who this was, Matt Dodge, punter. All right. Okay, so the 2010 draft, I'm looking at here, too. Now, one offensive lineman, a couple of linebackers. Well, no, nobody Mitch even, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, one offensive lineman. Yeah, Excuse can we, can, me, one can offensive we count lineman. Him as a lineman? <laughs> right. Uh, Mitch Petrus, who did not have a career with the Giants. He got a couple of linebackers that didn't do anything. One one safety, the poor kid, had a accident. And Linville Joseph, who was pretty good with us, and he really escalated when he went to the Vikings, and Pierre Paul. All right, so, so far, offensive line help. Zero three drafts. All right. Jerry Reese. Round uh, 2011. Round one, Prince of Mukamara. He, he, oh, dro- he dropped for a reason, folks. Oh, gosh. Uh, round two, uh, Marvin Austin. Mm. Round three, Jarrell Jernigan. Mm-hmm. Round four, James Brewer, offensive lineman, Indiana. Yeah. No rounds five. Round six, Greg Jones, linebacker. Round six, Tyler Sash tragically passed away a few years ago. Actually, yeah, um, defensive yeah, back. Yeah. Round six, Jaquan Williams, linebacker. What a, he was decent. Round seven, Darrell Scott. Any comments, Chris? <laughs> well, I think it's uh, pretty repetitive, right? No <laughs> offensive line help. Again, from Mark Smiley Ross and Jerry Reese. Yeah, and, and Marvin Austin. Number one pick, right? And once again, <sighs> excuse me, Jerry. Yeah. Once again, 
No pro bowlers. No, not, right? in that, not in that group. I mean, talk about swinging and missing on Marvin Austin in round two. And I remember seeing. How about swinging and missing on number 19 overall? Prince. Yeah. yeah he's decent, but Jerry, but not an impact corner. No, but Marvin Austin was just. Was just not, all he did was yeah. he injured Mark Sanchez in the preseason. That was his only contribution, if he had any. I remember seeing someone that summer at the South Jersey Shore who played with Marvin Austin and said, you got a lazy guy there. He doesn't work very hard. And it seemed that Reese, Reese got away from, and I wasn't a, I'm not a huge Wonderlick guy, but I believe in it a little. Reese seemed to get away from that. He didn't do the, the background on a lot of these guys. And mm. it just seemed like a lot of draft picks that he took were, um, their, their work ethic could be questioned. But so now it really starts getting hairy in 2012. So the, the 2011 team kind of lived off the fumes of Ernie Accorsi and, the 2007 draft with a little sprinkled in 2008. So now we're 2012. This is where it all turns to crap. Uh, David Wilson round one. He wanted uh, Doug Martin panicked and took Wilson, who was dynamic, but not a Tom Coughlin type of running back round two, Ruben Randall Oof. round three, Jaron Hosley from Virginia tech defensive back. By the way, speaking of lazy Ruben Randall, go ahead. Oh, God, the worst. Round mm-hmm. four, the JPP of tight ends, Adrian Robinson. Yeah, yeah, he had a good career. And he was he was someone who, when he came out, they thought. I remember I remember when Rutgers was in the Big East. I think Cincinnati was too back then. And I remember mm-hmm. a guy I worked with said, "I've never even heard of Adrian Robinson. I watch the Big East every week. I think he's the backup tight end." We took him in round yeah. four. Round oh, four. Mark Ross, yeah, Jerry Reese. Yeah, round four, round four also, Brandon Mosley, tackle. Oh yeah, yeah, there you go. Round yeah. six, Matt McCants, tackle. Round seven, Marcus Kuhn. I mean, just Defensive look attack. at this. Just look at this draft yep. right here. An yep. absolute abomination. Yep. Okay? Look at it. Look at it. I mean, horrific. Yep. You know? Go ahead. <laughs> I just what I, I can't. I, you know, I, just, I, just laugh, I just laugh. Once again, no Pro Bowls. Not even remotely close to Pro Bowl. Yeah. Go ahead. Round, uh, you want to go to 13? Yeah, 2013. Round one, Justin Pugh marginal Mm -hmm. round two jonathan hankins who i thought was good but i don't is he on a team now did he get picked up by the saints maybe yeah yeah john gruden has him john gruden or or, uh, john gruden has him yeah the raiders have him with the raiders oh okay round three your buddy demontre moore yeah it's the guy yelled at training camp that he's lazy so just so you yelled back i mean he's not lazy okay guess what he was lazy so you all just so you all know two years ago chris wasn't involved in the insider and but Mm -hmm. we would talk we just I knew Chris and he would say, Jer, Demontre Moore, no good. And he, so I said, why? He goes, I was at, I was at a practice and I yelled over to him. He doesn't even pay attention to what he's doing. So uh, that was interesting. Yeah, folks, just, just quickly, I was watching him stretch and he was, he was the only guy to feel those half, you know, watch stretching. And I yelled through the fence. Hey, you want to get off your butt? You, this is a big year for you. And he kind of looked at me and said, like, told me, but gave me a face like to shut up. I said, you're lazy. That's your problem. And guess what, folks? He was lazy. He was lazy. Round four, Ryan Nassib, who, when Reese took him, said, I hope he never plays. Great, great, great yeah. job, Reese, in yeah, round four. Yeah. Yeah. Just look at these middle round picks. Round five, Cooper Taylor from Richmond. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, he was yeah, right up there with uh, Earl Thomas. <laughs> round seven, Eric Herman, uh, offensive who? lineman. Uh, exactly. Oh, yeah. And then round seven, Michael Cox from Massachusetts. I guess they were trying yeah. to strike. That was his sleeper uh, strike pick, gold remember? with uh, another yeah. Cruz type of player from Massachusetts. Yeah. So know. just look at this draft. No way, nobody, uh, in a, no Pro Bowlers, and no help. Well, Pew, you know, Pew played a lot of snaps for us. He he gave us something up front. 
but no impact guys again. But, uh, but where Pew went, it's funny that they have maybe the second worst offensive line in football, right? The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, in Arizona? Yeah. They're they in the top five. They're in the top four. And Pew's, Pew, Pew's playing mediocre at best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what he, for, was. he was. That's what he was anybody, uh, Yeah, anybody keeps saying, oh, we should have kept Pew. Guys, please, please stop. Go ahead. <laughs> 2014 this is the finding giants draft the special they had that i mm-hmm. they, they act like it was never made <laughs> like it must be right. hidden in a vault in the nfl network <laughs> round one odell beckham okay there you go great pick round two weston richburg the best center in the draft we were told from colorado state who we played at guard mm-hmm. first because reese brought in jd walton that year to play center which yeah. i thought was a hell of a move Round three, Jay Bromley, defensive tackle, Syracuse. Round four, Andre Williams, running back, Boston College. Mm -hmm. Round five, Nat Burhe, the missile, Mm -hmm. or or the concussion, they should have called him, from San Diego State, round five. Round five, Devin Kennard, who I liked, USC. And then round six, Bennett Jackson, Golden Domer, buddy. There you go. Yeah, he had injuries took out his career early and, you know. But once you look at this, okay, you got Odell, a pro bowler, and that's it. Done. Yep. yep. Kennard was decent. You know, he's, he's having his, probably his best year this year with the Lions. Yes. All right, 2015, round one, mm. as if I need to remind everybody. Eric Flowers, mm. round pro two. Ball, pro Bowl. <laughs> round two, Landon Collins. Okay, there you go. He's a pro bowler. Round three, Owama Bay Odigizua. Hey. Is a guy that he didn't know if he wanted to play football every 10 minutes. Now, this one, round five, there was no round four, round five. Here's a guy who said, after he was drafted, I didn't expect to get drafted. Michael Thompson, <laughs> safety slash corner from Texas. He said the words oh to the Giants. I was on Giants.com. I didn't expect to get drafted. Okay. Right. Round, right. round six, Jeremy Davis from Connecticut, wide mm. receiver. And round seven, Bobby Hart. Florida mm. guard. Yeah, yeah. Who's having his best year on another team now? Go ahead. Uh, 2016, we panicked oh, again. Another Woo. panic pick. Eli Apple. There you go. Sterling Shepard. Okay. But again, it's a it's a skill position guy. Uh, right. round, round three, Darian Thompson, not on the team anymore. Round four, B.J. Goodson. He's a marginal linebacker. Round five, Paul Perkins. I think he's on the team, but he's on injured reserve. Yeah, yeah. And round six, Jarrell Adams, who I didn't think was that bad, but we cut him. But again, not a you know nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's 2016, buddy. Any comments on the on the last? Two nah, drafts? same old stuff, bud. Number one pick is a failure. No uh, Pro Bowlers, no impact players, no offensive line help. All right. Uh, 2017, round one, Evan Ingram. Yeah. Potential, but drops a lot. Round two, Dalvin Tomlinson. I like Dalvin Tomlinson, and, and, and this is where uh, Reese finally took a defensive tackle that is contributing. I mean, Hankins contributed too, but mm-hmm. this is at least he's built a little bit through uh, through this. I'm, I'm reaching at this point. Round Mind th- you, at this point, our offensive line is shambles. Go ahead. That's right. That was uh, we didn't take Ramchick. Round three, Davis Webb. Hmm. Round four, Wayne Gallman. Round, hmm. round round five, Avery Moss, who I think is on the practice squad. And yes, he is. the last pick in the Jerry Reese, Mark Ross error, oh. Adam Biznawati, tackle, yep. Pittsburgh. There you go. So there you there go. There you guys. go, folks. So when Mark, when Mark Ross goes on national television and laughs at the state of the Giants, you 
contributed, my friend. This is all on you and your buddy Jerry Reese, as Chris would say, you two buffoons. <laughs> <laughs> so Well, it's it's why we are where we are today, my friend. Yes, it is. So, all right. I know you want to discuss Hal Hunter, um, the offensive line coach of the Giants. You wanted to bring this up. So, buddy, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Well, you know, you have to look at some things that's going on. Now, there's no other sport <clears throat> in the four major sports that is impacted more by coaching. Right. Okay? I agree. Um, when you look at the giant offensive line and how it's regressing, I understand there's not much talent up front. But I also, when something, when, when a certain unit in on a football team is not performing well, and regressing during the course of the season, I immediately look at the coach. Why are we not progressing? Why is this unit getting worse? Oh, well, because Chris, you know, Spencer Pulley's in there. Greco's a veteran. He's not much. Okay. The coach, coaching is huge. Hal Hunter, who was not even in football this year, and he's been around forever, um, is not doing the job. No, I'm sorry. Now, now is, he a down, is he a downgrade from Solari from last year? I believe he's a downgrade from Solari. Yeah. Okay. I do believe that. Um, when you see the way this unit's playing, communication wise, regressing as far as technique wise, blocking wise, everything you could think of, I have to look at the coach also. Okay. And Hal Hunter, in my opinion, should not be back in 2019. Now, of course, you know, I know we're not dealing with pro bowls up front, anything like that. But here's a prime example, Jerry, that I always I, I mentioned this to with Patty the other day. Um, prime example of what you have to look at is the New England Patriots, okay? Who were struggling three, four years ago offensive line wise. Of course, Brady makes up for a lot of that, right? Yeah. They bring back Dante Scarnectia. Okay. Practically beg him to come back. Yeah. And look what he has done with this offensive line the last few years. Guys like Marcus Cannon, who couldn't get out of their own way, Pro Bowl, right tackle. Trent Brown, who the 49ers couldn't wait to get on an airplane and get out of the Bay Area, is playing like a Pro Bowl at a left tackle. So, so to your point, I actually think there is some talent on the offensive line. I, Will Hernandez is talented and will be good. And I, you're, you're making a good point here because I actually think Nate Solder is better than he's showing. I, he was a pretty good lineman for years. So I, I agree with you. I, I think a lot of it should is coaching. I, it, it's, it's not as talent devoid as everyone thinks, I, at least in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm sorry. When you see other offensive lines that are playing beyond their expectations and Trent Brown, a left tackle, Folks, if, if you guys have, if nobody realizes who he is or whatever it might be, you're not, or you're not realizing it yet, just check out the Sunday night game against the Packers. This is a guy who couldn't get out of his own way playing right tackle for the 49ers. Belichick brings him over for, I think, a sixth rounder or whatever it was, fifth rounder to the 49ers. And a guy from the first day training camp has been incredible for New England. So you tell me, Jerry, now all of us, Jerry, I hate to say this, okay? But even Bobby Hart, he's playing I'm better. watching him for what? He's playing better. I'm watching him. Yeah, I'm watching him for the Bengals this year. 
And I'm saying to myself, he's actually holding his own out there. So you tell me, Jerry, a guy takes off the giant uniform, all of a sudden he's, you know, he gets better. A guy takes off a 49 uniform, all of a sudden he gets better. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Or they're not getting coached up here. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Flowers. If, if, If somehow Eric Flowers can make any type of career of what he has left, then, I mean, I agree with you already. But that's kind of the, I guess that would be the, um, the final straw, I guess, right? If, if Jacksonville can, if Jacksonville has an injury and somehow plugs in Eric Flowers and he's successful, then your point is made ten times. I, I listen. I'm not saying coaches are miracle workers, Jerry. I'm not saying no, you can bring in a Dante Skynek, uh, Skynek and it's going to make Eric Flowers a Pro Bowl. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that coaches improve technique. They improve co- a, a player's marginal talent and make him a little bit better due to technique, okay? Due to, due to twist recognition, blitz recognition, okay? Now, you're trying to tell – I mean, I know the Giants is a, isn't the most talented offensive line, but are they this bad, Jerry? No, they're not. And they they, they really are not. I, I Like you said, but I, you look at the talent around the league – and the argument now is when kids come out of college, they're in spread offenses. They're not. Their technique is oh, terrible. But uh, how, how yeah, can then? Why do so many make it work? Right? Like, what are the Giants nah, take all the? Uh, what are we drafting only spread offense linemen? <laughs> you know, uh, no, Jerry. Uh, listen, all I'm saying, I'm not blaming this all on offensive line coach Hal Hunter. I'm not. But he deserves but, some of it. Yeah. But this is a business, right, Jerry? It's a production business yep and when your offensive line is getting worse as the season moves along yeah and gives up seven sacks to the redskins 10 hits you have to start looking at it and go okay what are we doing coaching i mean why is this team offensive why is this unit on the team getting so bad and i'm sorry but if changes if a change has to be made after this season offensive line coach has to be one of them. And I've spoke to Hollander before, Jerry. He's a nice man. He's, he's been a legal a long time. He's a good dude. But the bottom line is this is what, Jerry? It's a production business. Yeah. And these guys aren't producing. So like a corporation, when you're not producing, you're gone. And it'll be interesting to see the kid they picked up from the Rams, Brown, who's been a mm-hmm. pretty solid player. I think he played all 16 games last year. Uh, mm-hmm. He just got hurt. It was Actually, he was, a, he was out because of substance abuse. And then someone took his place, and and now he's uh, he was cut. So the Giants picked him up. It'd be interesting to see how well he plays with the Giants, and if if um, if he starts going downhill, another again it'd be another point um, or more proof to your point that maybe they're not being coached properly. So, yeah, listen, like, like I said, Jerry, I'm not blaming everything on Hal Hunter, but it is a unit that's really playing horrible, and and so at the end of the year, I believe a new coach should be brought in here because Hal Hunter's unit is not getting the job done. Yep. Yes. It's a, it's a valid point. And um, it's, it's something that, you know, everybody talks about the head coaches all the time or the, you know, the, the main coordinators, I, right? Like defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, but this is good because you're bringing up a Jer- position coach who is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, let me ask you this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this because I put this down in Twitter yesterday. You tell me. I don't care if you disagree with me. You can tell me I'm nuts. But you tell me. How would you evaluate B.W. Webb's play this year? 
I don't understand the vitriol from everybody. I, this is a guy. No, some people. No, no, some people. No, some but people. I think everybody. he's been pretty good. for. And I, I guess maybe I'm grading on a curve, but I wasn't expecting much. And I think he's kind of holding his own. But people are writing in like, B.W. Webb, what are you, crazy? I think he's okay. doing okay. I mean, has he, besides a couple of penalties, I understand that. Okay, I understand that. But has this guy, get? is he getting burned left and right for no, touchdowns? No, he's not. Okay, is he, I mean, am I looking at something else here? He, I mean, they put him on the outside, the only win of the year. He had to play on the outside when Apple was hurt. Yeah. And he played pretty pretty decent, right? We talked about it, right? Yeah. Played pretty good. I mean, he hasn't been, as I like to say, a buffoon on the outside. The guy's played pretty decent. Okay? No, I, I agree with you. I, now, I couldn't believe the responses you were getting from, like, B.W. Webb, Webb, Webb. I'm right. like, wait, Webb, what? Right. Um, now, qu- this is point I'm making is that secondary coach Luana Romo, Luana Romo comes over from Miami. Yeah. Did some good things in Miami, Luana Romo, all right? Yeah. yeah. Did some good things with Howard. He did some good things with Rashad Jones. Rashad Jones, a Pro Bowl safety for the Miami Dolphins, swears by him. I right. spoke to Mike Thomas, who came over from Miami. We were talking about Coach Lou. Yeah. Mike Thomas swears by him. Yep. Okay? Says this guy is going to make this secondary better. Okay. So now you look at a guy like B.W. What? It was been a journeyman, right? And now they throw him on a corner. At first, he was in, first of all, he wasn't even supposed to be on the team, Jerry. All right? right. He, he was in – he went from – being considered for slot against William Gay to beating Gay out, Gay's gone. Right. Okay, so now Apple gets hurt. He threw him on the outside. Now he's on the outside because Apple's in New Orleans. I mean, what I'm, I'm not saying he's a Pro Bowl corner, but I've, do you think this guy's embarrassed this year? You think no, he's, he's held dreaded? his own. And, and I'll tell you what, he's someone who I would re-sign next year as a reserve corner, absolutely, 100%. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't expect him to be the starting corner next season, but – they, no, but as a reserve, he does, he's, he's earned it. But, but he's played all right. The right. guy's played all right. So I look at that and I say, you know what? This guy's coached up. So let's look at the secondary coach. Who's coaching this guy that this guy's holding his own after six years in the league? Right. Right? And then you look at guys like John Greco, offensive line guys who can't get out of their own way. Who's coaching that unit? Yep. That's that's my point. That's what I'm saying, Jerry. No, it's it's, it's a valid point, and it's, it's something that's not talked about enough. Like I said – they always talk about head coaches. They talk about offensive, defensive mm-hmm. coordinators, but it's position coaches a lot of times where, and I, I think of like Dallas, right? They had Hudson Houck for years was the offensive line coach. Yeah. He was a stud. Mm-hmm. He was respected in the industry. And uh, Oh, by the way, Jerry, can I just say something quick? Yeah, good. Jerry, speaking of that, Dallas offensive line hasn't played that good this year, right? Right. What did they do last week, bud? Yeah, that's right. It's a good point. What did they do? They fired yep. their offensive Line coach. Yep. That's all I'm saying, bud. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, you. no, you're right. I, and there are certain guys who are very good at, at the position coaching. And, and I, I think of like Hudson Hawk, who, yeah, there was talent there, but also we coached him up. And it's not talked about enough. And there are radio hosts who really poo poo that. They poo poo like, oh, coaching isn't that important. And like you said, man, I couldn't agree more. Coaching is more important in football than anything from a motivational Absolutely. standpoint, from an X's and O's standpoint. Yeah. It's just, uh, it affects so much. And if you don't have the right guys in place, you can take the most talented. Look at, I mean, look at the Cowboys in nine. They miraculously won in spite of Barry Switzer. And then the team went downhill and it was because of Barry Switzer was a complete and utter idiot. So mm-hmm. anyway, buddy, um, we're about a half hour in. Let's get to the picks, man. Um, the giants are off this week, <laughs> this weekend. So they can't ruin anyone's weekend. Right. Um, and maybe we'll gain a, a game, uh, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, one o'clock, buddy. Falcons at Redskins. Um, 
If you remember the beginning of the year, I told you this thing personally on the phone. I said, watch out for this Redskin team. Yeah. Do you remember? I said, I said they, 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 they're kind of good. I, I kind of like the way they look. Um, and the Eagles are 4-4. Four four. But I tell you what, I'm going to go with the Falcons this week, bud. I don't know why. I mean, I know the Giants, you know, the Redskins are 5-2 and two and all that. But I think the Falcons I, – I, the one thing that holds me up about the Redskins is Alex Smith and and their offense. I don't, you know, They don't have an outside threat. They don't have an outside threat to really scare anybody. Yeah. Um, Peterson, how Peterson looks still pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but how long is he going to last before he get breaks down? I like the. I think the Falcons are going to upset them this week in Washington. I I agree with the fact that Smith will keep them back, and I'm not that impressed with him. However, Matt Ryan uh, outside, cold day on Sunday. I'm going with the Redskins at home. We'll see if I'm wrong. Uh, one o'clock Lions at Vikings. I like the Vikings in this one. Yeah, me, um, me too. I mean, Snacks Harrison and Kennard I'm, and, and uh, Aquara, your boy Aquara. I'm rooting for all those guys, but I, I agree. I think the Vikings will come back strong this week. Yeah. Uh, one o'clock, probably the best one o'clock game. Steelers at Ravens. Well, you know what? This Baltimore team a couple of weeks ago looked like they're going to win this division, and now they look like they're lucky they finished 500. Yep. And then all of a sudden, they can't stop anybody. Um, the Steelers seem to be hitting their stride, right? James Conner, I mean, right now I'm in Pittsburgh. They're like Le'Veon Hill. Yeah. You know I mean? James Conner's been unbelievable for them. Ben's hitting his stride. You know, but the thing that's turning it around for Pittsburgh, Jerry, the last few weeks, their defense has gotten much better. Yep. So I like the Steelers on the road in this one. Yeah, I agree with you. I uh, James Conner, man, coming in and, and doing the job he's done and le- making Le'Veon Bell just sit there. I thought they handled that beautifully. It's like you're not going to make us do anything. So good luck holding out still. Yeah. Uh Chiefs at Browns. Obviously I'm I'm I'll go with the Chiefs on this one. <laughs> yeah, listen, you know, you remember me putting it on Twitter after Hard Knocks in August that Hugh Jackson is a clown show. Um <laughs> um I I looked at Todd Haley and Greg Williams and they were rolling their eyes behind that fool's back. Hey Chris, did you hear that Hugh Jackson was fired this week? <laughs> and uh yeah, and so it's no surprise that Hugh got it. Yeah. And it's no surprise he's going out like a baby, too, Jerry. Yeah. Blaming everybody but himself. Yeah, he wanted Carson um, Wentz. He wanted all these quarterbacks. Blah, yeah, blah, I know. Yeah, whatever. I know, Hugh. Right. Whatever you say, Hugh. Right. Um, so, uh, uh, but getting back to the game, I mean, are you serious? Please, Chiefs. <laughs> Jets at Dolphins. Man, I, I'm going back and forth with this one. Uh, yeah, me too. The Jets, um, Brock Oswald again. Jets are hurting on the ass. I think the Jets are going to get a few guys back. I'm going to go with the Jets with an upset in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets for my buddy Ryan O'Shea, who has called us out on our podcast for destroying the Jets every week. But you know what, buddy? We don't destroy the Jets, Ryan. Uh, we don't destroy them. I'm going with the Jets, too. Uh, Bears at Bills. Oof. Um, I'm going to go with the Bears, but a real close one. Yeah, I, I'm not – I mean, the Bills stink. And um, is Anderson starting again this week, do you know? No, no. Anderson's hurt. It's going to be um, Peterman. Peterman's back in there. Jeez. Yeah, Bears should yeah. – I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Bears are going to win by 10. Um, okay. <laughs> Buccaneers at Panthers, the last of the ones. I tell you what, Jerry, the last three weeks, right, I've been saying, oh, I'm not sold in this Carolina team. I'm not sold in this Carolina team. You know what, Jerry? I'm sold on this Carolina team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And you know what's really, you know what's really, that DJ Moore kid is really starting to come into his own on their, uh, their, their, their high draft pick. Yeah. Um, I like Carolina in this one. Is he the kid from Brooklyn? No, that's Curtis Samuel. Oh, okay. That's last year's, that's last year's pick. DJ oh, okay. Moore was, yeah. was their pick this I figured year. That's why, I figured that's why you're going, that, that you're speaking so highly of Moore because he's from the neighborhood. 
Um, <laughs> I like no, that. no. He's just <laughs> I like I like the way he's coming to his own. You know, Greg Olson coming back is huge. Uh, yes. Cam is doing his thing. Yeah, I like Carolina. Yeah, I like Carolina too. Buccaneers defense stinks. Um, yeah, the Buccaneer offense has been pretty good, but their defense is absolutely terrible, which is why I thought until uh, the, the speeding incident that Lalletta would come back in that game uh, because of their defense. But and he still may. I, I don't know how that's transpiring. But anyway, but I'm going with the Panthers as well. Uh, Four o'clock. Chargers at Seahawks. This is a good one. Yeah, I tell you, uh, I know I talked about it last week, but man, Pete Carroll is doing an unbelievable job at the Seahawks team. He yeah. really is. Yep. But at the same time, I like this Charger team too. Um, what are they five and two now? The Chargers. Yeah, um, yeah they are. I like Rivers. Uh, I come on. Uh, I like the Chargers. It's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a tough one. I, I think Rivers is just gonna do enough to beat Seattle in a close one there. You bring up a good point. The Charger offense is is for real. I I didn't think they would. I didn't know how good they'd be this year. Um, I thought Rivers would be kind of on the the, the back nine of his career, but he looks like he's no, not kind, at all. Kind of reborn. Um, but not at all. Seahawks yep. at home. Seahawks are still relevant. Yeah, I, I yeah. struggle with this flipping a coin. I guess I'll go with the Seahawks in this one. Okay, but, but barely. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in love with the pick. Uh, Texans at Broncos. I like Denver at home this week. Um, yeah. I know the Texans have won five in a row, I believe now, uh, in first place. And now they're going <laughs> to they're gonna have Demarius Thomas going against Denver in his first game <laughs> as a Texan. But I like the way the Broncos have played the last few weeks. Um, I'm going to go with the Broncos in like by about four points in this one. Another tough one, man. Um, I guess because I'm going to ride the streak of the Texans. I can't believe the Giants beat that team looking the way they played lately. Uh, I'll go with the Texans by a field goal. This will be a great one, 425. Probably the well, a couple of good games this week. This is one of the games of the week. Rams at Saints. Mm. Rams eight. No, very fortunate to win against the Packers last week. If, yeah, they if, were. If Montgomery doesn't come out, Rogers probably beats them. Um, they got a very close, lot fortunate win in Seattle. I know the Rams are good, but let's everybody let's just calm down with the Rams a little bit. Uh, they're not an unbeatable team. Okay. Um, I guess what they're going to get beat Sunday by. Drew Brees and the Saints. I'm going with the Rams. I'm a believer in the Rams. I believe in. Uh, McVay. You just cannot. You just hate Drew Brees. I don't know what. Uh, what is this with you and Drew Brees? Because Drew Brees only plays well in a oh like, in a dome. Gosh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, his stats outside are half of what they are in the dome, and I want to see that Graham offense in the dome. I want to see what Jared Goff does with those guys. Todd Gurley, I think, is the MVP again right now. Uh, and I, I'm in love with the, the Rams team. I, I, I think that's a 14 and two, 15 and one team. And I mm-hmm. think they're going to win hey, Jerry, Sunday. Hey, Jerry, this, this is a huge game. I mean, this could come down to who has home field in January. Yeah. And it, this might be the game where whoever has the ball last wins because these offenses yep. are really good, but a little bit, uh, well, I, I like that. I like the move the Rams made getting the, the kid from Jack, uh, Jacksonville Fowler. I think he's, uh, that, that, that defense is, is very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and the offense is great. I'm I'm going with the Rams. I'm going with the Rams by like by a touchdown, I guess. Uh, okay. Eight twenty. This is a good one. Another good one. Packers at Patriots. Why does it seem the Patriots play everyone that's any decent at home? Oh, <laughs> it does seem that way. Oh my years, right? god! No wonder. I mean, the record <laughs> is so good at home. It's like, can they ever go on the road and play somebody tough? Um. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. It does seem it's like Boston that. Boston bias I have right now. 
after that. Sucks. Well, you know, I think that is like the city of champions up there. But right? they just <laughs> matter of fact, I think they they the mayor of Boston just says we can't afford any more of these parades with the Red Sox. But getting back to football, um, I'm gonna go with New England. But I think this is gonna be a real tight one too. This might, be, Jeremy, this might be one of those last you know last team with the ball too. So yeah. I'll go with Brady at home. Uh, I'm with you. The, the Patriots are so tough at home. They're, they're they're such a good team when they're they're playing at home in front of their fans. And mm. eight twenty Sunday night, <clears throat> the weather won't be a factor because you know it's probably gonna be warm considering what Green Bay goes through. But I'll go with the Patriots by uh, I guess seven to ten. I don't know. Like you said, maybe it's a last drive or the last yeah. team that has the ball. It's too hard. It's too difficult to pick against them. And Monday Did you hear my comment? Did you hear my comment about the Boston mayor? Did you hear that, Jerry? I don't know if you heard that. You didn't respond. I I did. I did. I also heard. Oh, the okay. Comments. Okay. I'm sorry, but continue. Heard, heard the yeah, comments okay. from that classless manager of yours in Boston as well. Oh uh, my God, a guy's great, isn't he? Isn't he just great? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I expect that behavior from Philly, not from Boston. But anyway, well, what did he? What, what did he do so bad? <laughs> well, he said. Um, you know, two words that I don't want to repeat on the podcast because maybe kids listening. And then uh, somebody threw it. Then they throw a beer can at him or something. That's just all part of the love up in Boston. You, no, know? Okay. you know, that's all part of the love. You got to get a beer can off the side of your head soon. You know, sooner or later. That just shows the the uh, appreciation for him. Excellent, great. And Monday night, <laughs> Titans <laughs> at Cowboys. What do you got in this one? Oh my God, it's not even. I tell you, this Cowboy team. Um, well, let's see what Amari Cooper does with them. But they they got to smoke Tennessee Monday night. And the Cowboys, are, what, what are the Cowboys? Three and four, right, Jerry? I can see the Cowboys having a good second half here. Uh, I'm yeah. telling you, Jerry, I, I, I can see this team. The third ranked in defense. I've been telling you about this defense. This team is building quite a day. Um, the third ranked right now, I believe. I like them. I think they're going to be tensive about 17 points by night. Yeah, I think they're going to win too. But as a Giant fan, I'm I'm rooting. <laughs> oh, like me too. Fan. I hope Tennessee no, destroys No, no, but I'm saying yeah. in, the, in the division, the lesser of the three evils for me is the Redskins. I whatever i mean everybody has their argument based on where they live i'm sure anybody lives south of us says are you crazy but i I, you know eagles in dallas it's like come on man i mean i I can live with the redskins doing it so in 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 order of my having to accept mode would be redskins first then cowboys then eagles and i know eagles and cowboys are interchangeable based on where you live plus you know the redskins all those years they had joe gibbs and you couldn't hate joe gibbs right no he was a great coach uh, he was a good he was a good guy too jerry you couldn't hate him you know (laughs) yeah so um i agree with you though but i i think uh i think the cowboys take it but anyway man another great job thanks so much uh be sure to order your copy folks of the giant insider newspaper go to www.giantinsider.com or visit magster.com for a digital subscription that's m-a-g-z-t-e-r.com our next podcast will drop at 8 p.m. on Monday, November 5th. Giants don't play this weekend. Uh, where we will give our midseason grades and take your Twitter questions. So we'll send out a, a, a tweet on Monday to send in the questions. It's something that we actually enjoy. Some of them are hilarious, and a lot of them are very good questions. So we'll continue to do it. We'll try to get to all of them. Uh, but there's more and more coming in now, so we're going to do a little more selective. So get creative with your questions. Be funny, and uh, you know we'll, we'll try and read them. But thanks for listening, everyone, to the Giant Insider Podcast. I'm Jerry Foley. He's Chris Bizignano. And remember, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.